The Bible Study Podcast, episode 594. Today, the Bible Study Podcast continues the study of the book of Mark with chapter 6. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Christensen. We're going to start chapter 6 today. It is a long chapter, so I'm not sure that we're going to finish it today. It starts with this story. A prophet without honor. Jesus left there and went to his hometown, accompanied by his disciples. When the Sabbath came, he began to teach in the synagogue, and many who heard him were amazed. Where did this man get these things, they asked. What's this wisdom that has been given him? What are these remarkable miracles he is performing? Isn't this the carpenter? Isn't this Mary's son and the brother of James, Joseph, Judas, and Simon? Aren't his sisters here with us? And they took offense at him. Jesus said to them, A prophet is not without honor except in his own town, among his relatives, and in his own home. He could not do any miracles there except lay his hands on a few sick people and heal them. He was amazed at their lack of faith." A couple of interesting things about this. First of all, I like the, he couldn't do any miracles except heal a few sick people. And I'm thinking that if that happened in the service that I'm in, we wouldn't say, oh gee, the pastor could only heal a few sick people by laying hands on them. But oh my Lord, what an amazing miracle the pastor could lay his hands on sick people and heal them. But again, we have to put this in the context of what Jesus has been doing elsewhere. And compared to the miracles that he's been doing in Capernaum and in the nearby towns, this is not as much. And it apparently is because of their lack of faith. And the problem here is that they think they know Jesus. This is the problem we saw with his family is they say, we know this guy, isn't he a carpenter? And there aren't actually that many places in scripture where we know that Jesus was a carpenter before he did this other work. And I don't think there's any place where it says that Joseph was a carpenter, but we infer it from this, that he is in his father's business, as would be the case. And his father is not mentioned, and so we'd think that his father is probably no longer living, his father, his earthly father, Joseph. But we do talk about his other brothers and sisters, the other children of Mary, and we assume of Mary and Joseph. Uh, we learn from this particular passage that Jesus had other brothers and sisters. We don't get the sisters' names, but we do get the names of James, Joseph, Judas, and Simon. James we will see later on, although not in this book, but James is the author of the book of James. James the Elder becomes a leader in the early Christian church, and so he does not accept Jesus right away. He accepts Jesus after the resurrection is our understanding. But the people say, we know this kid. We know his brothers and sisters. We know his mother. Isn't he the carpenter? And so they have a hard time understanding who he is because he has changed, or at least he has come into his own. And he is doing miracles he did not do as a kid. He is preaching in a way he did not do as a kid. And so they are amazed at him. Continues on, Jesus sends out the twelve. Then Jesus went around teaching from village to village, calling the twelve to him. He began sending them out two by two and gave them authority over impure spirits. 
These were his instructions. Take nothing for the journey except a staff, no bread, no bag, no money in your belts. Wear sandals, but not an extra shirt. Whenever you enter a house, stay there until you leave that town. And if any place will not welcome you or listen to you, leave that place and shake the dust off your feet as a testimony against them. They went out and preached that people should repent. They drove out many demons and anointed many sick people with oil and healed them. And so this in Mark is the first time we see that the ministry of Jesus isn't just going to be about Jesus. Right, if you go back at the Old Testament prophets, who a lot of people are thinking Jesus is like, you don't see Elijah going and anointing 12 different people. He does eventually anoint Elisha to take his part, and when Elisha starts ministering, Elijah leaves. But we don't see him forming a merry band of people who are healing and driving out demons. And so Mark gives us this glimpse here of the early church that basically Jesus' ministry is not just Jesus. Jesus' ministry is going to be through these 12 and the 12 who come to believe in him through them and the 500 that come to believe in him through those 12 and the thousands and the millions and whatever that this is going to be the pattern for the church. And we get just this little glimpse of it here in Mark 6. Relatively early on, Jesus is sending out these and giving them authority. And he's saying, when you go someplace, don't take a lot of things with you at this point. People are going to care for you. And if you go someplace and they don't welcome you, then leave that town and and shake the dust off your feet. Basically say that I want no part in this town and shake it off as a testimony against them that this town rejected you. And by rejecting you, basically they rejected Jesus as well. Continues on, John the Baptist beheaded. King Herod heard about this, for Jesus' name had become well known. Some of them were saying, John the Baptist has been raised from the dead, and that is why miraculous powers are at work in him. Others said he is Elijah. Still others claimed he is a prophet, like one of the prophets of long ago. But when Herod heard this, he said, John, whom I beheaded, has been raised from the dead. For Herod himself had given orders to have John arrested, and he had him bound and put in prison. He did this because of Herodias, his brother Philip's wife, whom he had married. For John had been saying to Herod, It is not lawful for you to have your brother's wife. So Herodias nursed a grudge against John and wanted to kill him. But she was not able to because Herod feared John and protected him, knowing him to be a righteous and holy man. When Herod heard John, he was greatly puzzled, yet he liked to listen to him. Finally, the opportune time came. On his birthday, Herod gave a banquet for his high officials and military commanders and the leading men of Galilee. When the daughter of Herodias came in and danced, she pleased Herod and his dinner guests. The king said to the girl, Ask me for anything you want, and I'll give it to you. And he promised her an oath, Whatever you ask, I will give you up to half my kingdom." She went out and said to her mother, What shall I ask for? The head of John the Baptist, she answered. At once the girl hurried into the king with the request, I want you to give me the right now, the head of John the Baptist, 
on a platter. The king was greatly distressed because of his own oaths and his dinner guests. He did not want to refuse her, so he immediately sent an executioner with orders to bring John's head. The man went, beheaded John in prison, and brought back his head on a platter. He presented it to the girl, and she gave it to her mother. On hearing this, John's disciples came and took his body and laid it in a tomb. So we learn at this point that John the Baptist has been killed. And Herod, when he hears of Jesus, is afraid that John is back. Others are thinking that Jesus is a prophet. But then Mark tells us this story of what happened to John. So John was speaking truth to power. John was saying to Herod, what you're doing, living with, sleeping with your brother's wife, marrying your brother's wife, is not lawful. And Herod didn't like to hear that, so he put him in prison. He arrested him. He arrested him for speaking the truth. And Herodias, the brother's wife, who Herod has now married, does not like John because he is speaking the truth to power. And so she is looking for the opportunity to have him killed. And Herod, it's interesting, he says he's puzzled by John. He likes to listen to him. He doesn't doesn't like to do what John says. He just likes to listen to him. And it's this curious relationship between the two of them. He wants to have him close. He wants to have him arrested, but he still wants to hear what he has to say. And he is afraid of John. And he knows, I think, that John is right, but he doesn't do anything about it. And so there's the first problem we see with Herod. Herod, who likes to hear the truth, but doesn't actually like to do what it says. That is not a good recipe for success. And then the second thing that is a problem with Herod is he makes this oath, I'll give you half my kingdom for a dance. That seems ill-conceived. Right, that seems like a bad. I don't. It may have been a really, really good dance, but that seems like a bad bargain. It seems very, very impetuous of Herod. They've been feasting. Maybe he's been drinking. We don't know what's been going on. Maybe something else. He maybe he's attracted to the girl. We don't know what's going on. But that is not a good way to run a kingdom. And so he traps himself in this deal where he needs to go and kill John the Baptist. And he doesn't want to say, no, I'm not going to do that because he's made this promise in front of other people. And so he is trapped by his words and by what other people think of him. And so he has John the Baptist killed. There's a lot of things to learn by what Herod does and to do the opposite. First of all, do not do stupid things like make promises before you even know what you're promising. That seems like a bad idea. And also then not to be so concerned about what other people will think of us. Unless, of course, those people happen to be prophets of God and they're telling us what God thinks of what we're doing, in which case we ought to pay a whole lot more attention than Herod did. With that, we're going to end this episode of the Bible Study Podcast. We'll pick up the rest of Mark 6 next week. 
If you have any questions, send an email to host at thebiblestudypodcast.com, or better yet, leave a comment on this episode at thebiblestudypodcast.com. And thanks so much for listening. Do you want to better understand the Bible and give biblical answers to those who ask you about your faith? Hi, this is Perseus Poku, host of the Sound Reasoning Podcast Show. Listen to us weekly as we bring the truth often found in the ivory towers of seminary down to the steeple towers of the local church. Join me along with many of the nation's top theologians as we offer answers to life tough questions from an apologetic perspective. Subscribe to the show at lifeaudio.com.